Welcome to the Unenlightened Gurus, where we don't have any answers, but we love discussing the questions. I'm one of your hosts, Denise. And this is Gina. Hi, Gina. (laughs) Hey, you texted me this morning and said you wanted to do a a podcast today. Yeah, let's talk about feelings. Okay, so this is just a weird way to start because usually you're allergic to feelings. Like, you Yeah, were... I'm not big on feelings. So did something happen that made you want to talk about feelings? Well, okay, a long time ago, you and I are always talking about feelings. Right. Not my feelings in particular. Right, feelings in general. Right. Yes. Right. And we one time had a little bit of a discussion about We had a mutual friend who contacted you because I kind of go with the sayings of feelings face backwards. Right, right. Or feelings aren't facts. Ugh, ugh. Yeah, you don't like that. I don't. I don't like it. But we're not here to talk about what you like (laughs) and what you don't like. Well, can I explain why I don't like it? Absolutely. Okay, so when you say feelings aren't facts, what, what I hear being said is that your feelings don't matter uh that they're that you don't mean anything but i one of my fundamental belief systems is that we have a guidance system we have like an emotional gps Mm -hmm. that tells us when we think something there is an emotion that's triggered and i know based on my feeling whether or not that thing that i'm thinking about is true so you know, if, if I hear, a, if I read something or I hear a really cool podcast that like lights my soul on fire, that makes me feel free, that kind of gives me goosebumps, I know that I'm listening to truth. Mm-hmm. When I watch the news or have a discussion with somebody that is very much based in separation and lack and fear, then I feel negative emotions and I understand that it is an indicator that what I am believing in that moment is not true. So in, for that reason, when you say feelings aren't facts, I would say feelings are all the truth we need in life to ap- appropriately navigate what's going on. Yes, but we argued a lot. <laughs> I still because... understand why you argued, but go ahead. No, I can agree with that. I think, first of all, the problem I have is there is kind of this belief that we need to go on like a negative scavenger hunt to figure out what's happening when it comes to like this rabbit hole of our feelings. Does that make like, where did that feeling originate? You mean when, when, when there's a negative feeling involved as far as going through the rabbit hole of where did, where did this feeling initial, what is the origin story of my yes. negative feeling? Yes. Okay. I got And you. then I get kind of, I get frustrated with those and I know at times I've had very aha moments mm-hmm. of like, Oh, I can get why I feel this way. Right, right. But it doesn't really, I think when I'm talking to other people, it's like, yeah, you can get those and you can figure that out. But at the end of the day, you have to do something with it in order for it to change. Yeah. I don't think it's really important to know the first time I felt bad. I just need to know whether or not I feel bad right now. And the reason I feel bad right now is because I'm thinking something that's not true right now. Absolutely. And I think where we were able to get, and this will come into play in a minute, but I think where we were able to get to an agreement about feelings was that thoughts create feelings. Right, right, yeah. 
Yeah. And um, then I think that that's where, and then feelings lead to actions and actions lead to results. Is I heard that one. And I was able to, hmm. I heard that right after you and I had a discussion hmm. about feelings. And I was like, aha, this is what can okay. irritate me is people can get real, um, not irritate. That's a harsh word. It is. It is. But I think where I can get frustrated in a conversation with someone regarding feelings right. is, again, that rabbit hole of let's find out where this started and let's revisit that <laughs> six million times. <laughs> but let's not move th- forward. And then, right. you know, you and I, with our language now, are able to say, oh, that's just a, that's just a story. That's just a thought. And right. it's your thoughts. So I think if we could change the saying to thoughts aren't facts. Ooh, yeah. That rings you, true. Yeah. That you rings can get true. behind that. Yeah. So anyway, totally. I'm just saying like, so I bring up our disagreement <laughs> for the sheer fact that we were kind of saying the same thing. We were just using different words. Right. But we were mean the same, the same thing. I, I think I'm more, I mean, in the last one we did or we were talking, I was talking about, you know, what is real and um, I can be whatever I believe myself to be. And you were kind of having a hard time bridging that because I was like, you know, you can be in Paris t- tomorrow. And you were like, eh, you know, I'm not sure I really buy that. Mm-hmm. And, but really we believe the same thing. I just don't think that it's action is needed to accomplish things. Except when it comes to the action of focusing my thought, like that's that's I can get behind that. That is the the action that I'm looking for because mm-hmm. I'm not looking to create something that's not there. I'm on the journey to remember that I already am that which I wish to create, and that's a little bit different than you know airy fairy. I'm gonna positive think my way into being a CEO. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about remembering who I really am Mm -hmm. and bringing all of me into it. And all of me gives me emotions as guidelines, letting me know, Gina, your thoughts are kind of screwy right now. And I can get with that, that our feelings or those emotions are telling us about our thoughts. Right, right. I'll agree with you. (laughs) I know we we do agree on, on, on most of it. It's just, I get technical when it comes to the words we use because words matter words are important i'm creating the life i'm living right now absolutely and someone has pointed out i know even when listening to the podcast a lot of times i say words like we Mm -hmm. and if you start to say that you always go back and correct to i yes and someone had asked me about that and i was like well it's it's important because my kind of terminology of we is me not always owning my feelings about something, but mm. making it a, we kind of meaning like trying to make it a universal truth or me and somebody else. Right. I, I just know that when I hear, and I learned this in a meeting, I noticed that when people would speak about their experience, but they would use terminology like you need to mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. My ears close. I'm just not interested in attending a class. It feels like somebody is teaching me. More importantly, I feel like it is, in reinforcing the illusion of separation there's a you and the me and that you are sitting there trying to teach me something so what the reason i use i it's for two reasons one is because i can only speak from my experience it's all i know i I know no one else's experience but also i understand at least at least today doing a pretty good uh, job at understanding that we are all one so i only need to speak i includes all of us 
It is a collective I. It is a collective group. We're all the same soul. We're all connected to the same. Oh, she's getting deep. Let's return back. <laughs> now, I get what you're saying. And I certainly right. learn more from ex- other people's experience right. than I do from a lecture. Yeah. yeah. For sure. So I can get behind that. Yeah. I'll get behind that today. <laughs> um, but so going back to feelings. Right. We're staying on this bad boy. Okay. Okay. Until we get, because we can kind of get off topic. <laughs> but for me, so I've noticed a lot of times people will say things like, no one listens to my feelings. Oh, okay. Or I wasn't, you know, as a child, nobody listened to my feelings or any of that. And my question, whether you're doing Byron Katie or any other way of that, is I'm like, well, but do you listen to your feelings? Right. Right. And how often do you listen to others' feelings? Yeah. There's kind of this self-righteousness, I think, when it kind of, like, I know for me, I can be like, I need you to hear what I'm saying, or I need you to listen to what I'm saying, or, mm. you know, I yeah. need you, blah, blah, blah. Mm. But it's not always what I give to others. <laughs> well, so... I always rely on, on Byron Katie because, again, like, Eckhart Tolle is the what. Jesus the Christ is the what. You know, the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous is a, the what. And Byron Katie just breaks it down to how I get to that. I want to be this enlightened being. How, how do I do that? And Byron Katie breaks down these very simple worksheets. And, again, you don't have to use them. They're just really helpful for me. And reminds me that I'm always looking in a mirror. And when I say something as insane as, Denise, I need you to listen to me so I can feel validated. Mm-hmm. There are many aspects of that that are just crazy. First off, I don't, if I need anyone to behave differently for me to be happy, that's insane. So that's important. But also, whatever it is that I'm deeming is so important that you do is just my soul letting me know that's what I'm supposed to be doing. But this illusion of separation says, no, I need, we're separate beings and I need you to behave this way so that then I have the excuse that I'm looking for to have peace of mind. But I don't need someone else to do that, to just grab my own peace of mind. Yes. And I think if anyone wants to look it up, it's, is it called The Work? Yeah, it's ByronKatieTheWork.com. All of the material is for free. First off, please call me if you want to do one of these worksheets because I love this shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, you know, if you don't have my number, then just, cause this is out to millions, <laughs> then just, if you go on that website, you'll also get free help. Like there are people all around the world that volunteer to work these worksheets with you to work on the turnarounds and answer the questions and they'll do it for free. And it's in, almost in every country. And what I love about it is it really breaks down. What are your thoughts? Yes. And yeah. if you can really get a hold of what your thoughts are. Mm-hmm. Then you can, I mean, it it can lead to the feelings. Well, I guess actually you start with the feelings. <laughs> right, right. And this really helps you break down to what the thoughts are. Right, that caused the feelings to begin with. Right. It's an interesting worksheet in that it, it lets your ego go crazy. You get to be as petty and crazy like I am annoyed or I am angry with my stepmom because she did whatever mm-hmm. and it breaks down every part of that because every time I think that my feelings are because of what somebody else did that's just not the truth whether it's happy feelings or negative feelings but we're right. doing these worksheets on the negative because as petty as my ego is 
that I'm getting on the worksheet is as free as my soul is when I get to the turnaround. Yes, yes. And we were talking about that. And I we've done worksheets with several people. Right. Um, you've done probably more than I have with others. And we've seen, like, great relief. Right. With worksheets. And we've seen, like, yeah, I get the point. Mm-hmm. But I'm not really feeling the relief yet. Or, right. you know, and you and I kind of discussed that a little bit. I think, first of all, what I have found, if you do the worksheets and you really do the turnaround, if you don't have, like, a very big relationship maybe with that person that you're doing the worksheet on or there isn't as much of an attachment or maybe baggage Mm. it seems like the turnarounds can be pretty quick and the relief can be pretty quick yeah I mean I I seem to get as much relief as I had suffering when it comes to that situation okay if if I am I get what you're saying if I am if it is something that's on really bothering me then I'm going to get a lot more relief out of that but more importantly it's about well for me anyway it's as intensely as I surrender it yes it is my level of acceptance that I bring into that moment that that I just stop fighting the idea that this person was supposed to be any different than how they actually were you know it's it's that I think Oprah said something about it's giving up the idea the past could be any different. I understand that when I do these worksheets. Like, it, it just couldn't have been any other way because the way I perceived it, my judgment came before the perception of the experience. There was my judgment, and then I perceived, I found evidence that my judgment was going to be correct, this person was going to be inappropriate or an mm-hmm. asshole or whatever, and then I experienced that. And even though I'm saying that from the negative standpoint, I get to do all of that from the positive. I get to identify my incorrect judgment. I get to change my judgment. Then I get to perceive it differently. And then I get freedom. Yeah. And I think like, well, let's just like use an example. It's hard to do. And maybe we'll, we talked to Sarah about one time about coming on. Yeah, that would be fun. Like just doing like just kind of a petty one, but a lot of times in that judgment, like if I say so and so is a coward, right? Oh yeah, you know, a lot of times in that work, you know, we'll say, well, we want so and so to be upfront with us, or we want, you know, (laughs) we want them to da da da, whatever it is, and and a lot of times in the turnaround, it's that we need to be upfront with ourselves, Mm -hmm. or that we our egos have been cowards, or. Not so much our egos have been cowards, but I think sometimes the hard thing on a turnaround in these situations Mm -hmm. is we say someone is a coward. Well, sometimes the turnaround is so-and-so is not a coward. It's always the turnaround. They are not the coward. Right. Right. I bet there's multiple turnarounds. Right. And another turnaround could be, I am a coward. My thinking Yes, and that's where, like, I kind of wanted to cover that in this because I think that's where people can especially me I tend to be surprised like, I am a very negative person or when we talk feelings it is mm-hmm. rare that I ever talk about positive feelings <laughs> yeah it is it's funny you you associate the idea of feelings themselves in a, in a totally negative light <laughs> yes there's never like let's talk about feelings and I'm like oh yeah let's talk about how happy I am like it doesn't happen I go right, right. I do so associate with negative But in saying that, I know that even in my turnarounds or in working through stuff where I think I do that, like where it's like, no, I'm. 
Right, you make yourself so. It, it's funny because what can what can happen with some that I've noticed? The first instinct is if they've decided somebody else is the bad guy, then the first turnaround is that they are the bad guy. Correct. But that's, that's not, not the not turnaround. The, the turnaround is actually there. There is no bad guy. Mm. Is the turnaround? But we got to get there by identifying first off this other person. They're not a bad guy. They're not a coward, right? And then it's probably something like, my thoughts are cowards, and then. When I am asking myself, am I a coward? It's not a coward in the same way, in the same outward way. It's, well, I'm scared to look at my feelings. I'm scared to look at my story about this person. Right. It, it, initially, it's, it just always comes back for, come back to that. There's no, never been a time in my, I think I've done, I've probably done 200 plus of these worksheets. Mm-hmm. And in all the worksheets I've done and I've done with other people, uh, not one time have we gotten through the worksheet working with somebody where they were like, see, I told you they're an asshole. Like, by the end of it, the story has changed because their perception has changed. And so their experience can change. Yeah, it's almost like you're not even the same person as when you started writing. Well, you're it. not because it's the ego is the one writing. The ego, the, the one mm-hmm. that believes that there's in separation and lack and fear, that's the one doing the writing. And, and that's... That's the only viewpoint that can would look at any experience as a negative experience. And by the end of it, it's not just realizing they're not the bad guy. It's realizing that all of it happened for your good. All mm-hmm. of it is perfection in play. And it's, it's not just an acceptance. It's a loving of what is. And then I find that I just ran... Byron Katie mentioned that sometimes you would do this if you've done enough worksheets. And maybe I've gotten to that point I would like to think so anyway that when I say something like man they pissed me off that my first instinct is they pissed me off question mark mm. that doesn't sound like that doesn't feel right they mm-hmm. pissed me oh my thoughts pissed me off mm. oh yeah probably want to look at that yeah and the beauty in that which I don't think a lot of people get is that if it's not the other person's fault <laughs> then it has to be well they're looking for fault uh, well, right. They're, yeah. they're creating yes. a scenario in which there has to be, if they feel bad, there's got to be a reason. And if it's not this other person, then it's like they get offended and they're like, you're telling me I'm making myself feel like this? And then and then that becomes a, a, another, a mini war within themselves because mm-hmm. for some reason it's just easier to accept that someone else was inappropriate than that they had self-imposed suffering. Well, but it's always self-imposed suffering. And that suffering. they had the power all along. Right. And they right. had the power... Well, you and I talk about this a lot. There's a saying that it's simple but not easy. Right, right. And we laugh because it's almost like some people, if you say, you said this last night, and it was really funny, but if you say, oh, you need to go get three master's degrees. (laughs) Yeah, go get three master's degrees in microbiology so you can build a bacteria that will eat the bad stories out of your head. Right. That seems like, okay, that's a solid plan. But if I say, or you could spend five minutes and do this Byron Katie worksheet mm-hmm. and just choose other thoughts. No. <laughs> yeah. No, like that's, and, and you and I talk about this, our ego, and this is true for me. I've, right. I've definitely had this problem. Right. Where it's like, are you telling me that all these years <laughs> and all right. these stories I had yeah. and that all these times I thought someone else was making me miserable, sad, all this other stuff. You mean to tell me that that wasn't true? That it was me all along? I mean, right, we say yeah. that about our journey in sobriety. I'm like, the beauty of the story is 
I'm the problem. Yes. And the sadness of the story is, I'm the problem. You know, I mean, it's really hard. Right. It's hard to get that, to grasp the idea. I don't think it's a hard idea to grasp at all. Well, it was for me. So I'll say that. Oh, okay. it was. It was hard for me to grasp that I had the answers all along inside myself. Mm. Okay. And I went like a spinning crazy lunatic. <laughs> Sometimes trying to search for where did this originate? <laughs> and who do I need to write a hateful letter to? Right, right. Yeah. Say, look what you did. <laughs> so, and all along they go, oh, I just had to change my thought. I just had to change my story regarding this. And I think sometimes, and I think when changing the thoughts, people are like, oh, so you're just supposed to think something different or you're, and it's like, yeah, yeah, you can just have a different thought. On top of that, like sometimes your thought can't go from, I hate this asshole to mm-hmm. this person is wonderful. Like sometimes it does need to take steps. Right. Like, sometimes it, it goes from, you know, I'm not going to go from this person is evil mm-hmm. to peace and joy i mean that's just too far of a leap but i can go from anger to revenge Mm -hmm. i can sometimes make the leap from revenge to discontent Mm -hmm. and then to hope Mm -hmm. and then move up the emotional ladder from there but it, it i mean it comes in stages and it just takes practice and it takes focus it takes energy it does take energy and effort to choose a new focus, to choose a new story. After I've spent years perfecting my victimization, I mean, I got some really, I got some doozies going on here. I am, in every story, I am uh, the hero or the victim. I, or I am the worst villain in the world, or I am, you know, I am... Yeah, our terminal uniqueness. It is, it is just, well, it's just these extremes. It's like, but it's like... I can accept, I don't know, I think I'm supposed to be one or the other. I'm supposed to be the worst person that ever lived mm-hmm. or the best person that ever lived. But maybe I'm just that person in the middle that blends in with the crowd. You know, I'm probably nobody famous from history, if you believe, believe in re- reincarnation. Like, I'm not one of the, I don't believe I was like Joan of Arc or whatever. But I, I think would, I was something. <laughs> I, I think I was just, you know, I was, I was a surf. I, I had a farm. and that's okay that's a good surf i took care of my land but when it comes to um when i'm replaying emotion replaying stories because all of this is just to answer the big question who am i really Mm, uh that's why i'm doing all this shit who who the fuck am i and gina ninsteel is an experience of an ego and and that experience of, of of an ego has these stories attached, has this past. And I have all these things. And I was a middle child and I was a drug addict and I date women that were, you know, not good choices that broke my heart and all these atta- things attached to it. And it's, it is really, really impactful to look at each individual belief system and decide, oh, that is not an accurate and true reflection of who I really am and I can be something different now it's hard to accept right off the bat and not to get like too hinky with it all I was saying when I was talking about when you said it's not a hard concept to grasp 
it's not a hard concept to grasp, but it can be very challenging to accept it. And I think acceptance is, that is a good word to use, is to accept. I think acceptance is a bigger, a bigger obstacle in it. Yes. It's, 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 well, it's the only obstacle. No, it's the biggest. <laughs> yeah. What else do we need to talk about with feelings? <laughs> I'd like to kind of talk a little bit more about feelings in the creation process. Okay. We'll see. If I get sick of it, you'll hear me go, let's change the subject. Well, I was listening to the last podcast we did, and I just, and I already brought it up this time, but I just kind of wanted to reiterate. I'm not talking about positive thinking, creating things that aren't there. I'm talking about following my emotional guidance Mm -hmm. to the point that I can remember that I already have everything I could ever want. Because I already am everything i'm already connected i'm already fully present and here and because since everything i want is just based on how i think having that thing will make me feel Mm -hmm. then i'm going to be much more productive much more inspired much more creative by focusing on that emotional ladder going up the emotional ladder following that guidance like just one thought at one feeling at a time how do i feel right now Eh, you know Mm-hmm. Well, what would help me get to that next thought? And it's going to be a very, it's not like you asked me, you were like, well, are you happy all the time? You remember that? Do you remember that yeah. conversation? You're like, you were asking me if I was happy. I said, right now in this moment, yes. And you were like, but, but not all the time. But that's like, of course, not all the time. I wouldn't want it all the time. That would be. Let's say you, you're really funny. So you tell me a joke. has a really funny punchline. Let me say that again. Yeah, really funny. <laughs> and, and I laugh, right? I laugh at your punchline. But if you kept repeating that joke over and over, eventually I'm going to stop laughing. I'm going to laugh a little bit less every time because I'm going to have heard it. And I'm going to be like, God damn it, Denise, please pick another laugh. I need that contrast of experience. I want something new and improved. And I don't know what a really good day feels like until I've had a really bad one. Oh, yes, yes. and But I think also what I was saying, too, when discussing that, and I haven't listened to that podcast. I've tried to a few times, but it's uh, from the stuff you sent. But I know for me, it's funny because if you say, are you happy in this moment to me, mm-hmm. I take in that I live in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Right. That's really hot outside. <laughs> it's really hot. That I have all these responsibilities. Mm-hmm. That Like, I mean, it. I'm not just, and then when you were like, oh, I'm just happy here, like, recording this podcast, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I can get there. Right. So I think it's about the moment to moment. I'm always looking to be happy now Mm -hmm. in this holy instant that I'm in. Mm -hmm. And when I try to tie strings to it and not look at it as just this moment that that I try to label it as, well, this... I'm happy now while I'm making a podcast. Well, that's not true. I'm just happy now. Mm. I'm happy while I'm sitting instead of standing. Well, that's not true. I'm just happy now. Mm-hmm. Um, really, you're going to hate me for this. But I was reading a book earlier today on being multidimensional and realizing that we that time is, is an illusion. Space is an illusion. And I don't need any of the definitions that come from time and space to associate my happiness with Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I lost you 
But what I mean is, we didn't. Lo- I can understand that concept. I just right. don't. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just. I want. It's so funny because today I had the feeling of music. Mm-hmm. I felt like. I just had no expectation. I had no story. I had no story. I spent most of today in a very meditative type mind. I just was really happy that I was in my body. Mm-hmm. It feels like a vacation in my body today. Like, I'm just visiting. I'm just checking this human shit out. Mm-hmm. And we'll see how long it lasts. But it was just... And I was asking. I was like, I wonder why I'm so happy. And then I was like, who cares? Mm. Who cares why I'm so happy? Who? It's like I dropped my to-do list. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like I did. That would feel very freeing. It it was extremely freeing. It's still freeing. I still. I mean, they they work was what usually I would label as insane. Like it's just like the the pace of it and the task I was given and my boss is gone, so I'm covering for him. So I'm playing, you know, big time growing mm-hmm. up at work, and so all this stuff went down, and I was just like so had peace with it all. I was like, well, this is so interesting. Everybody's just like running around. You see paper flying and people getting mad and all this. And I'm like, well, we, we got an email. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. We, mm-hmm. My little, you know, my little computer went ding in my inbox. And then I sent other messages. I forwarded it on other people and their little inbox went ding. And then I watched chaos. Right. The response. Yeah, it was the just reaction and so, stuff from, yeah. and, and nothing is different today. Everybody is doing the exact same thing they were doing, they would be doing at 5.33 p.m. today if we hadn't got that email, right? It's not like we had to go do some special task or whatever. It was just, it was just very interesting. And so as it relates to feelings, all I can say is this morning I felt at a very, I was just very focused on, on the stillness on finding that inner guidance and asking to be guided. But it was like, I didn't even have to do anything. Mm -hmm. It's like the universe is doing stuff for me and I'm just kind of hanging out. Well, and I wonder if that's meditation. Um, It could be. I'm sure it helps. I think also, man, when we just don't, when we quit repeating the stories, sometimes there, I mean, there has to be a lull. Like there has to be like, right? I no longer have any more stories you know right um so i'm just here i just am right i just am and i don't i have never been there <laughs> because you've never I'm, you've never just stopped you never maybe been in, in total a, stillness and peace uh, yeah i bet not in a long term certainly not an entire day oh okay of just i i just am <laughs> yeah. i think that's beautiful yeah um I think so many of the greats talk about, I just am. And there's nothing that needs to follow that. But Mm -hmm. I stay in my story too much. (laughs) I fight for my story. (laughs) I fight for the, I argue for sometimes that story. Yeah. Like, you know, talking to people are like, but you don't understand. Right. And, 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 and what's, I love that expression. They, you don't understand. So I need you to understand and what is it I think will change about inside of me if you understand something? Right. It's and I very... think in those cases, I think it's that if you understand me, <laughs> perhaps I can understand me. Oh. Oh, yeah. Maybe. You know, Maybe. if you can just tell me something <laughs> that will just give me a glimpse into 
some kind of understanding because right. I'm I don't understand me and I can't figure it out. Right. You know. I think that's where that comes from. Yeah. I, I again, it's just a call to understand yourself to for, to understand myself. It's funny, I've asked one person in my life to try to understand me, and it was a romantic person. And my biggest heartbreak the, with the woman that I thought, who is now married to a man, and, and really we have nothing to do with each other, but my biggest heartbreak in the world was based on this idea that I wanted her to behave. I had a checklist, okay? I wanted her to understand me. Mm. I wanted her to love me unconditionally. And I wanted her to be there for me. And I'm still trying to figure out where there is. Where is it I want her to wait? In her mm. car? Mm. Like, just parked outside my... Do I need her there? Or maybe on my couch? Is that where it's I a, needed her to be there? Uh-huh. Like, I needed her to be on call for Gina's emotional well-being. And it seems hilarious now because I don't need her... I don't need anyone to be there. I, I have unlimited source energy that's there for me at all times but i wanted this girl (laughs) yeah well and i you and i've had this discussion as to why more women are coming out and getting wives but i do think in that it's not a dumb idea it's just not we're good listeners we are well there's that but you and i talked about First of all, in relationships, and I had this conversation with someone one time talking about their spouse, where I'm like, but in romantic relationships, what's happening now is that we expect them to be our best friend. Oh, yeah. Our lovers. Mm -hmm. Our therapists sometimes. And a handyman. A handyman. Yes. I mean, like we have this list of all the things our spouses are supposed to be for us, and they couldn't possibly be all that for us. It couldn't happen. And that expectation is like we're constantly feeling let down. Now, when I say women going in and getting in relationships with other women, I'm like, I think he could hit more of it in that case. But ultimately, you know, we have different, like, I have people that I discuss my feelings with. It's not my husband. And not because he does. I mean, I can discuss my feelings with him. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's just not the same. He doesn't think the same. He's never going to think the same. Right, right. You know, and for me to get pissed off because he doesn't think the way I think or that he doesn't, quote unquote, understand me. Right. Again, if I understand me, I don't need anyone else to understand. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's beautiful to go through that process. But to understand me... That is a big task. I'll spend my life uh, yes, doing that. And so it just seems, again, just really funny of me that I really wanted this other person that I would ever think that I needed somebody else to do what I've spent my life trying to do. <laughs> well, <laughs> Not... and failed <laughs> yes. miserably at it. Yes. You know, yes. and I think even in that, like, I need me to be there right. when I'm having an emotional. Right. I need to be there for me. Yes. I need to understand me. I need to love me unconditionally. Mm-hmm. Like, and just the idea, relationships are just so funny. And maybe this is why God has not given me a girlfriend yet. Is because any when I do use the you in terminology when I'm talking, I'm talking, it's usually in a romantic setting. I need you to do this and this and this. Like, it's going to be real interesting to me if I can keep my shit together while I'm actually Oh, I can't someone. wait because you're not... <laughs> And I'm going to be laughing at your multiple meltdowns. 
Because it's real easy for me with my dog and my wonderful mom to keep my peace of mind. Yeah, like, we talked about that. Yeah. really easy for me. I don't have a whole lot. Of, I mean, just avoid the news and social media and I'm fine. Mm-hmm. Meditate every day. But to actually date another person where I, I have to consider her feelings... And then part of me is like, oh, my God, I can just see me being the biggest asshole and being like, you seem upset, do a Byron Katie worksheet. Oh, like, you're going to be so this. self-righteous. <laughs> like, let me tell you what you need yeah. to do. I'm going to do her turnarounds for her mm-hmm. and say, let me explain. Let me get to the heart of the Let me tell matter. you how you're so wrong. <laughs> yeah. I know this because I do it. I do it. But I think, and if we're talking in terms of relationships, whether right. it's with a parent, whether it's with, um, you know, your significant other Mm -hmm. or whatever. I think the best advice I ever got was if you want a better husband, be a better wife. Right. And I, and I think that all correlates with our feelings is that if we want someone to hear us, then we need to listen to, to others. And if we want someone to be there for us, we need to be there for them. Yeah. I mean, yeah. so often I'm going around telling everybody else what they need to do. <laughs> but what I find is that if I do it, mm-hmm. either from, not just for myself, but even in the relationships, guess that they show up and do it too. Right. Every time. Every time. Every time. Like, you give and, and you will receive. Mm-hmm. It, it's just law. It's universal law. I, I love doing my Course of Miracles. In the last couple of days, it's been about what I give to my brother's. I receive, mm. but it's not just that I receive, it's what I give to my brothers only will I receive. Mm. That's it. What I give to others is all I get to receive because that is because they are me and they're an expression of me. And so if I don't show them love, I don't give any love. And it's, it, and it's irrational to think that it's any other way. It's just insanity. I'm not going to love them. I'm going to wait for politics to change so the world is worthy of my love mm-hmm. how insane is that not very insane <laughs> well i do want to say so this isn't completely on feelings but i came across a quote from our favorite straight turned lesbian glennon doyle <laughs> is that her official title that's what i call her <laughs> it's i think when it comes to feelings I, I watch people struggle because they wonder if they're right or wrong or, you know, this or that. But anyway, Glennon says, and I think you'll recognize it, is instead of asking ourselves what is right or wrong, we ask ourselves what is true or beautiful. Yeah. And mm. I love that. I do too. I do too. Because so often, especially when it comes to our thoughts or our feelings, we go down this rabbit hole of what's right or wrong, or should I have this feeling towards my child, or should I, you know, this and that. And it's like, well, just grab that next thought mm-hmm. that is the most true or beautiful. And I'll bring thought. up, there's a sentence that comes before that quote mm-hmm. that also that totally encloses the theme of what you're talking about that says, stop asking other people what you should do. Yes. Stop asking what other people, other people can't tell you what you're supposed to do on your journey. The best thing you can do is find out for yourself, follow your heart, listen to your feelings and, and, and go forth and do that. And you, you can't screw it up. But if you're spending half your day, ask, you know, doing a survey of all the people in your life of what you should do, or you need enforcement from others that you're on the right path, it will just, 
make the situation endlessly worse for you. It, it'll just cause more confusion. Well, A, I think you're you're repeating the story so much that it's just becoming more and more ingrained. When we're calling, like, I can't remember what it's called. Um, I know an, an old guy that used to call it. Was, it's kind of like like a sur- like survey was a good word, but I can't remember. But you're like answer hopping. Yeah. Like, yeah. let me find the answer that hurts me the less. <laughs> or at or least, I guess. Or I just it. need validation. Mm-hmm. I need as much validation as I can get from other people. Right. And if that's where you think your source of validation comes from, you can never get enough of what you don't actually need. Mm-hmm. And and you don't need other people's validation. And that and that's just another addiction that you need someone else to say, Denise, go forth and prosper. I give you permission to feel good about yourself. Like I want the response in you to be like, Fuck you, I don't need you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> okay. That's all I got. So, let's just... Oh, a science fact. <laughs> Here we go, do, people. Do I get to do a science fact? This is yeah. just a little one. This is just like a little mini science fact. Just, and I've talked to you about this before, but it came up today. And it, it coincides with we're always looking in a mirror. Because everything on this planet is made up of chiral molecules. Oh, here we go. <laughs> And chiral molecules are mirror molecules. They're, they're not matches. They're just mirror images of each other. And it's, you'll find them in our bodies, in, our, in the trees, in the ground. Everything is made up of mirror images of each other. And, and you break that down in nature. And what do we have? There's a lot of water in nature. If you go to a, to a lake or a river or whatever, you look into that pool of water and you get a reflection. Nature is just constantly letting us know we're always looking in a mirror. We're always... There's always a reflection of us. And so when, when things show up, when they're really bad things, it sucks. But I promise it's just a reflection of your story. But when really amazing things show up, that's also a reflection mm-hmm. of who we really are. When you meet somebody that, or you have a, a conversation that's on fire or you find even just a television show that uplifts you and inspires you, you're, it's just a signal from the universe that you recognize yourself in that which you are witnessing. And that's just, just couldn't be any other way. It's a beautiful world. So we couldn't be doing that bad right now. It's a beautiful and place. And you guys thought that you needed to go enroll in a science class. You don't. <laughs> that wasn't really science I just mentioned Cairo. Just everything at the base level is, is the universe helping us out. Telling us, guiding us, nudging us lovingly towards the next you know, small, simple step that we want to take to, to remember who we really are. And what a beautiful reminder that there's these little bitty mirrors and everything that are on, is on this planet and in us, letting us know that we are magnificent. That's really good. And if you ask my family, they'll tell you that I stare at mirrors all the time. <laughs> so they didn't mock me about that. There you go. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, please like and subscribe.